Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel and the podcast, the week six NFL bets. We're going to get into it right now. How y'all doing? Sit back, relax, take your shoes off. Last week, we went three and two. The week before that, we went three and two. So six and four in the past two weeks. It's starting to get really good. I'm going to start to put the overall record like above my head somewhere. Maybe I'll, I'll add a little graphic for that for the next show. But week six right now, I have four more spread picks and another teaser for you. I might add something else. If I do, I'll add it on Twitter. I'll put it in the comments down below before the game start. I might add another line or maybe even a total but for right now these are the bets that i have placed four spread picks i will get into in this video and a teaser and the teaser so far this year we placed three teasers all in a row we're gonna just do one every single week as long as there's good enough numbers now this week the numbers are a little bit timid i don't know if i like them as much but we do have a teaser in play it's the one that i do like maybe we can find another one but four spread picks, a teaser. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Before we get into it, two things from you. Hit the like button for me real quickly. Big old subscribe button pops up. We smashed through 30,000 subscribers. We're reaching a new audience with these sports betting videos. So thank you in advance. If you are brand new here. I thank you for your time. I thank you a ton. I'm going to give you a ton of information, hard hitting information, big energy only on this channel. So thank you in advance for being here. And this video is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like player props? Do you like betting the over under the more or less on players receiving yards, receptions, or just a ton of other types of game props within there? for NFL in any sport, well, Monkey Knife Fight's probably a spot for you. And right now, this could end tomorrow. So depending on when you're watching this, take a second of your time, take advantage of this promo code VETRI, my last name, V-E-T-R-I, if you're listening on the podcast and you can't see my last name on YouTube, get you free money up to $50. They're going to match you free money. You put in $20, they'll give you 20. You want a full $50 for free to play with? You put 50, they give you 50 into your account. So they're going to match you 100% up to $50. So this could end tomorrow. They send me emails on what the promotions are. They send me emails when the promotions are over. It's been going on for a couple weeks now, but by all accounts, this could end tomorrow, can end the next day. So take advantage of it right now. If you know you're going to be playing player props this weekend anyways, or maybe in the next week or two, go ahead and check it out. It's a nice fun way to have a little sweat on the game and also a little way to get some ROI return on your investment, some dollar ruskies, some profit ruskies as you're in there. So be sure to check that out. Promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I, lets them know that you came from me. So let's start it off this show right now. The video on the screen behind me is what you're going to see is just some stuff from Vegas Insider. It's a free website. You're going to see some of where the spread and the money bets are right now. You're going to just see these teams matching up. So what I have for you in the first bet of what this week is going to be two teams that are really difficult to find the spread in between, but I think we found the edge of it. Right now, what you have is Carolina versus Chicago. You know that Chicago is maybe one of the most fraudulent four and one teams that you could possibly find. And Carolina has been playing very well now. They're up to now three and two. I believe they won three games in a row. Their offense is clicking, but but, and this is a big old booty, Carolina right now has only faced one defense that is not outside the bottom 10 in the NFL. That one defense is the Tampa Bay Bucks, who currently, as of this week, are number one overall, according to Pro Football Focus. Well, they lost to that team. The other four teams, well, yeah, they beat three of those teams, but they're all bottom eight in the NFL in overall defense. Not many of them have pass rushes. Not many of them have secondaries. So Carolina has been beating up, similar to their defense, not a great defense overall, especially their run defense, has been beating up on bad defenses. And their offense, although I do think it's good, although I do think that they have talent, and Mike Davis Davis filling in right now for Christian McCaffrey. Honestly, you're not really missing much of a beat right now by the way that Mike Davis is performing. So don't get me wrong, they have talent there, but they have not really had too much of a test with that talent. This week, they're going to have a test with that talent. Chicago was bottom 10 in the league in terms of yards per play allowed. That's somewhere where Carolina has been thriving against these bad defenses. They were top five in that category, but Chicago is going to be limiting those things. Right now, if you're going to be looking at it from the opposite side of this, Chicago is borderline top five in hash rush and run defense and coverage and all these different metrics right now. Even with Jalen Johnson, a rookie cornerback out there in their secondary, they're still holding down their secondary to this point. So those are 
are all things that really outside of Tampa Bay and even Chicago's secondary, even Chicago's pass rush is going to be better than Tampa Bay's. They couldn't really handle that with Tampa Bay. I don't know if they're going to be handling it right now with Chicago. The only positive thing is that Chicago on offense only averages number 26 in the NFL in yards per attempt. Their offense, we already know, is not that good. But there's one little thing that we've been seeing over the past two weeks and in a major way in that last game that probably helped them wrap up a victory against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is that since Tariq Cohen went down, everybody's saying, who's going to be the replacement? Well, they signed Devonta Freeman. That was a couple weeks back before he signs with the Giants. Well, will they activate Artavius Pierce, which they now have him on their practice squad active roster sometimes. But no, it's just David Montgomery became a pass catching running back. Back-to-back games at five plus targets. And in that last game, he caught seven passes. If he's going to be a little bit game flow independent, that's going to help them a ton. Now, Carolina ranks dead last in the NFL now in the run defense department. So uh, an advantage for David Montgomery. But if Montgomery can also come out of the backfield, that's very good to see. Look, I know 100% I believe that this Chicago team is fraudulent. They've had two crazy come from behind victories that were improbable, both against the Lions with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles coming in and leading it back against an Atlanta team. I, I don't think that they should have had those wins. I don't think that they should have won a game where they were th- down 13 nothing on Thursday night football against Tom Brady and the Bucks. I think they're very fraudulent four and one team. But I also think although Carolina has good talent that they're a little bit fraudulent as well as they have faced just absolutely dog shit defenses to this point. So what this is a bet on for me is that the Chicago Bears defense is good enough to hold this Carolina Panthers offense below a couple of touchdowns, right? Instead of having three touchdowns, hold them to about 14, 17 points. And now you can see right here the line movement that has been happening. You can see it on both screens. This is fantasy right now, fantasy labs, NFL dashboard. You can see that the line opened right here in this where I'm scrolling if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're not watching on YouTube, I could just verbalize it, but the line opened at plus two and a half is what you had as the Chicago as an underdog. Now it's at plus one. We got this bet luckily at plus two and a half. I didn't know which way the line would move. A lot of people right now have been betting on the Chicago Bears. So instead of being two and a half point favorites right now, Carolina is only down to basically almost close to a pick'em, a one point favorite. So it's been a one and a half overall line movement. And that's a lot of that is because of the overall money that's coming in on Chicago. 84% of the money coming in on Chicago with the percentage of spread bets as well at 53%. So it seems like all the sharps and the public for the most part are on Chicago. Everybody's on Chicago in this one. Hopefully, if you're watching this, you can still find the plus two and a half out there. Uh, at the plus one, I still think they're going to win this game, but I'd rather have those extra couple of points, of course. The second game we will be talking about right now is going to be Houston versus Tennessee. And we were just on, if you watched on my second channel, Big Energy Sports, I urge you to check it out. I'll link it up down below. It's going to be a sports betting primarily focused channel over there. We just actually had Tennessee as our plus three overall favorites that we were taking them plus three and a half against the Buffalo Bills. We had them to win outright as well. And we had them overall in that game looking very, very good because look, they, they came out and they said that they had a lot of adversity, yada, yada, whatever it was. They were at home. They were an undefeated team coming off of a week and a half of rest. Now they face another division foe in Houston. The Houston Texans are one and four. And at this point, they've lost four in a row. And obviously the undefeated four in a row wins for Tennessee has them at four and oh. So I'm at Houston at this one at plus three and a half. It's moved in a lot of spots to plus three. You can see you'll still find some plus three and a halfs out there as I look over some of the odds checker pages, which is just a big page of shows you a bunch of different casinos and what they're offering in terms of the props and overall lines and big and all that type of stuff. Right now, this Houston team at one and four, they really shouldn't be one and four. I mean, they're better than that. Maybe it's a little bit of Bill O'Brien syndrome in there. Maybe it's a little bit of the defense as well, the secondary just being absolutely atrocious, but they're number four in yards per play on offense. That is a huge metric in terms of Vegas and what they look for. Seattle, Green Bay, Green Bay is number one in that department. Obviously, they look like one of the best teams in the league. Seattle's up there in that department as well. They look like one of the best teams in the league. Houston's up there in the top four, and they don't look anywhere near one of the best teams in the league as of right now. Now, Tennessee allows the six most yards per play. So, okay, okay, we're getting a nice little combination here of two crazy good Vegas numbers. Some of the stuff that some of the sharps look at a ton and weigh very significantly. If one team who's in the top five at a metric that is bonus for their offense and their chances of winning, and another team that's in the negative in terms of the bottom 10, in terms of that makes them not have that great of a chance of winning in terms of defense. So that's starting to look very good. Houston allows only the 14th most yards per play allowed, and Tennessee is only generating the 24th most yards per play. So now you have on the opposite side of that one, the defense in Houston in this matchup is going to be having, in a small sample of four games of Tennessee, five games of Houston, going to be having a positive advantage on defense as well in terms of yards per play efficiency. And we could summarize most of that by saying that Houston is number nine in 
overall offense this year, and Tennessee is number 19 in total defense. Now, Houston's wide receivers, huge advantage. It was very nice to see Brandon Cooks, who's been getting a ton of usage in terms of routes run and snaps, just not bringing in much of his targets and not really having much targets his way. Last week, all of that changed. Will Fuller continues to have a great season, and Brandon Cooks popped off a little bit. Randall Cobb is not living up to his contract, $27 million that he ended up getting, most of which was guaranteed, I believe $19 million. But he's still a solid wide receiver three to have in the slot in your three wide receiver sets at this point. Their tight ends, Darren Fells and Atkins, if Atkins is able to return from, I believe, a concussion. This offense is loaded, and it looks like it matches up very nice against Tennessee, and all the efficiency metrics are saying that. Tennessee, just number 25 in pressure. Houston pass blocking, after two first really bad weeks, it is now up to number 10 overall in pass blocking efficiency grades from pro football focus. So you're getting an offense here that has an advantage against this defense. You're getting a defense that has an advantage over this offense. And all it really comes down to at this point is not making mistakes to Sean Watson versus Ryan Tannehill. And I'm going to be leaning in this one on the Sean Watson to at least cover the spread. We get the hook on it plus three and a half Houston versus Tennessee. We're on the Houston side of this one. Next up. And I should also point out that there's nine one o'clock games this week on Sunday and just two afternoon games. One of which is Adam Gase's former Miami Dolphins versus now New York Jets. So it's really not that many games. I wish they would have put like one or two more in the afternoon. But anyways, lots of games to be betting at the one o'clock window, maybe some live bet action, which you get is a very nice matchup. This division looks great with Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. I don't really think that Pittsburgh's fraudulent. Their defense definitely isn't. Their offense is good enough, especially if they can get something out of Chase Claypool now. And if Deontay Johnson can stay healthy, it looks really good. In Cleveland, there's no doubt about it. Both sides of the ball, defensive line, offensive line, running game, run blocking, pass blocking, everything looks good in terms of that. If Baker is just okay, which he's been more than okay this season, this team looks legit. And now you get a matchup here where it's coming in as of right now. The current spread is that it's going to be Pittsburgh minus four. We were lucky enough to get this number before it moved to minus four. We got it at Pittsburgh minus three and a half. And let me tell you why I'm on the Pittsburgh Steelers side of this one against their division foe, the Cleveland Browns. So Pittsburgh is number four in yards per play allowed this year. So they're top five in defense in terms of efficiency metrics, just stopping your offense and its tracks from both a running and passing game perspective. They're number 23 though in yards per play on offense. So they're not that great on offense when it comes to an efficiency metric. They usually just run a lot of plays. And honestly, they've beat up on some really piss poor teams like the New York Giants, for example. Now Cleveland is number 15 in yards per play allowed, and they're number 13 in yards per play on offense. So they're pretty much average in terms of having an efficient offense and an efficient defense right now overall when you factor in all parts of the game. But up front in the trenches, both on the offensive and defensive line, they're the number one run blocking unit right now and the number one pass blocking unit right now. That offensive line is absolutely deadly. It looks extremely, extremely good. Cleveland has scored 30 plus points in four straight games. They did it for the first time 30 plus in three straight when they faced and beat Dallas. That was the first time in many, many moons. Now they've done it in four straight after putting up, I believe, 40 plus now in back to back games against the Indianapolis Colts. So this is looking like a very good team in Cleveland. I mean, you're not putting up that many points, especially against what looked like a good defense in the Colts. And it's just a fluke. This Browns team, in my opinion, is good. Now, Cleveland has been getting a lot of it down on the ground, which right now they're the number one running team in the NFL, and they're only number 25 in passing. They just really haven't needed it all that much. But Baker, he's been fine. But overall efficiency metrics are just not up there and they're not up to league averages right now. Pittsburgh, number five in total defense. Pittsburgh, number one in pressure. Top five in run defense. Top five right now, borderline top five in coverage. This is a strong defense against a Cleveland team that has a very strong offensive line and kind of kind of hold off that defense to an extent. Now, we saw the other Pennsylvania team in Philadelphia coming in here last week. And yeah, the running back had a good game in Miles Sanders. Two touchdowns, had, I believe like 100 yards, but he had 75 of those, 74 to be exact yards on one carry. So it was just one blimp in the radar. He ended up getting to the outside and he was gone. It was a broken coverage for the most part. He got to the second level and there's nobody there for him. So I don't think that's going to happen in this game. I do think Kareem Hunt will be massively involved like we saw in the last game, just 20 carries alone 
anyone on the ground, not even factoring in the passing game work, but these linebackers, these ends right now for Pittsburgh are just going to be too good in my opinion. I think that Pittsburgh minus three and a half is a nice spot to be on. Minus four, you start getting into a range if it's plus four, plus four and a half that I probably lean the Brown side of this. I do think it's going to be close to a field goal game. The way that Pittsburgh's front is going to battle the Cleveland offensive line is really where this game is going to be won. So it comes down to my belief that Pittsburgh can at least limit the run of Kareem Hunt again, still no Nick Chubb back there, definitely limit the run of Dearness Johnson, who maybe sees like six overall carries on the ground somewhere in that range, and that their offense is going to be better in the passing department than the Cleveland Browns if you take away their number one asset, which is their running game. So go ahead and give me Pittsburgh right now at minus three and a half. So three games in to recap so far through, we have right now Chicago plus two and a half points against the Carolina Panthers, Houston plus three and a half points versus the Tennessee Titans in their division. And then we have Pittsburgh minus three and a half, the first favorite that we have taken against the Cleveland Browns. My fourth and final line pick before we get into the teaser. Before we do it, hit the like button for me again. Big ol' subscribe button pops up. I really do appreciate that a ton. Check out Monkey Knife Fight. If you plan to use player props, I'm telling you right now, love Monkey Knife Fight. Been partnering them up with almost a year now. Check them out. It's linked down below. The promo code is Vetri, V-E-T-R-I. They will give you free money up to $50 in player props. This this offer can end literally in like five hours. And I don't know. They send me emails randomly when offers start and begin. So be sure to take advantage of it because if you reach out to me in a week and you're like, hey, I want that offer now, I'll be like, I'm sorry, it might not be here now. And now what's shaping up to be the game of the week, you have the Miami Dolphins versus, I'm just kidding. You have right now the four o'clock game, the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rodgers versus Brady, three and two Buccaneers, undefeated Green Bay Packers, two teams that look very good. Brady forgetting that he was in fourth down in the fourth quarter with the four fingers up, the memes going around, all that type of stuff. Probably should have won that game, not even getting down to that point, up 13, nothing on Thursday night football. But what are you going to do? I have this side of this game and it's going to be very difficult to really want to pick a side of this game. This is going to be probably the most bet on game of the entire week, not counting the primetime Sunday, Monday night football games. And if we go over right now to Fantasy Labs, you can see the Packers and Bucks logo on the screen. You can see that this game opened in a lot of spots right now at minus one and a half, minus two and a half for the Packers on some spots. It's down in a lot of spots to just minus one. This game is basically a pick them at this point. The Packers minus one, obviously on the opposite side of that one, it means the Bucks plus one in this one. So which side of this am I going to be on right now? You can see that 92% of the money the last time this updated and 91% of the spread picks are on the Green Bay Packers at this point. So basically you can see the Packers went from a two and a half point favorite to a one point favorite, which normally will tell you that a lot of people are betting on the Tampa Bay Bucks in that situation to draw it down. And obviously that's happening, but it might not be a lot of people betting on them. It just might be some influential people or influential groups betting on them because apparently to Vegas Insider, maybe this isn't updated. 91% of the spread picks are right now on the Packers. 92% of the money is on the Packers. So if that were actually the case, more times than not, you would think that the Packers number would go to minus three and a half, minus four and a half to make it less appealing to actually take that side of it and more appealing to take the Tampa Bay side. So one, maybe Vegas Insider isn't updated here or two, it could be some very big head honchos going in there and saying, okay, only 8% of the money right now is on Tampa Bay. And obviously they don't have all these tickets in their database. They're just kind of projecting most of it and projections can be wrong, but maybe it is 8% of the money that's actually on Tampa Bay right now, or at least that we're seeing on the latest update of Vegas Insider. It could be some head honchos. It could be some very strong, sharp betters. And they're saying, you know what? If these guys are on this side of it, we don't want to be on the same side of these guys. We'll be on the same side of the rest of the public and some of the other sharps out there. So but the money right now is indeed moving in the favor of Green Bay if you wanted to take that side of it. So we waited on this game a little bit. Uh, it opened at two and a half in a lot of spots, one and a half in some spots. It's now to minus one. So I'm going to go in there. I'm going to take the minus one on this one. I took this right before the show started of the Green Bay Packers minus one. And this should be a great game. Honestly, this should probably be the best game of the entire week. But right now, Green Bay is number one in yards per play. So obviously a fantastic metric. Vegas loves that. But Tampa Bay is number three in yards per play allowed in terms of they allowed the third fewest yards per play efficiency. So you're just going to have offense battling defense in this one. Tampa Bay is currently the number one overall defense versus Green Bay, number two overall offense right now, only behind Seattle. Tampa Bay on offense, just 21st overall in yards per play. So bottom third of the league, but the Packers 20th in yards per play around bottom third of the league. So when the Packers are on offense, it's going to be heavy hitters on offense versus heavy hitters on defense. When Tampa Bay is on offense, it's going to be eh, meh on offense versus eh, meh on defense for the most part. So they kind of balance out really nicely. If Chris Godwin is in, that's obviously a 
huge advantage right now for the Panther Bay Buccaneers. But one player that's going to be out that is going to be a huge, huge, huge advantage for the Green Bay Packers in this game. On offense, the Packers, Aaron Jones is a huge part of their offense. Getting Devontae Adams back means he doesn't have to be as involved in the passing game. Same things for RB2 on that team, Jamal Williams, who had almost 100 yards the last time that this team played without Devontae Adams on primetime game Monday Night Football. Adams comes back, takes a little bit of the pressure off of the running backs to catch a lot of passes. I think they'll still be involved there, but the running game against Tampa Bay, it doesn't set up that nicely. Tampa Bay's run defense is insane, but Vita Vey, Vita Vey is going to be out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's not playing in this game. He's going to be out for some time. So with Vita Vey actually going to be out in this one, that's the middle of the field. That's like two players being out on your defensive line. That's how good that this guy is. He's arguably the best defensive lineman from the run stop in the entire NFL right now. That's a huge advantage for Aaron Jones, who likes to run in between the tackles, who doesn't go off tackle all that much to the outside. So that gives me actually a good amount more confidence. Now, normally one player, especially on defense, shouldn't change your mind all that much. But if this game is going to be very close and what the Packers do on offense, both in the passing game and running game is just as important to each other and they complement each other for Aaron Rodgers, that's going to be important from a difference of only getting two, two and a half yards per carry to getting now three, four yards per carry, if that's going to be that difference. And I do think Vita Vite does provide a lot of that difference in the middle of the uh, offensive and defensive line. Also, you have the Packers coming back and getting Adams back, who apparently was healthy like two weeks ago, a week and a half ago before the bye week. And now he's definitely going to be healthy. He'll go up probably against Carlton Davis. Adams moves, around, moves all around the field. So goes into the slot, mainly on the outside though, on the left, he'll face Carlton Davis, which is a fine matchup for Adams. Now, Jamal Dean has been very good for the Tampa Bay Bucks in their secondary. He'll probably see a lot of MVS since Alan Lazard is not expected back yet with his core muscle injury that he had surgery on. So that might be a little bit of a shutdown situation, maybe not fully shut down, but the Packers still take their shots. Aaron Rodgers is still currently, even with a bye week, number one in the NFL in deep attempts per game right now. So he's just, he doesn't give a shit right now, Aaron Rodgers. He's just loading up and chucking that ball downfield. We're taking the Packers minus one here, but this really is a pick em. I'm happy to see the line move closer in the market. This is what I thought at the beginning of the week. At plus two and a half, I thought, eh, this one honestly is just honestly flipping a coin at this point. Once I saw Vito Vite was out, it gave me a little bit more confidence in the Packers to establish some of their running game to open up the play action passing and the efficiency of Aaron Rodgers on offense. So those are our four spread picks and right now we're to our teaser where we're 3-0 on the season in the teaser. So uh, we're running the luck right now, knock on wood. But what we're doing in the teaser is we're going to take Baltimore from minus seven to minus one versus Philly. They basically just have to beat Philly and not tie Philly. And then we're going to take New England, who is as of right now, minus nine and a half opening against Denver. We're expecting Drew Locke and Cam Newton to play more so Cam Newton than Drew Locke. Cam Newton now three weeks removed from being on the COVID list by the time this game kicks off. I've said this before, you want to go through as many key numbers as you can. Those key numbers in the NFL, the four biggest key numbers in the NFL are seven, six, four, and three. If you can get those through those four numbers on a teaser, you do it. But don't go out there on a six-point teaser, that is, right? A two-team six-point teaser. You can watch my sports betting video, a general video that I have on this channel if you want more information on that. But again, seven, six, three, and four are the four numbers that you want to try and get to, the key numbers that most NFL games land on the most. If you can get through all those, that's key. Now, obviously, I'd love to get this number down to one more times than not like we did with Baltimore and like we've done every single week so far, but I don't want to buy more points than just the six. So we take the nine and a half right now down to three and a half. Unfortunately, we can't get through that three number. We got through seven six and four. So all we have to have right now is for this team to win by at least four points and we hit the teaser. It doesn't feel as good as some of the other ones in the past, but not a lot of these numbers. I think Vegas is trying to get a little bit of a week back under them because most of these seven point favorites have been winning the last couple of weeks and a lot of teasers have been absolutely smashing. So that's where I'm going to go right now with our teaser. Baltimore, we're going to tease them down from seven to minus one. New England, we're going to tease them down from minus nine and a half to minus three and a half. And we're going to get through three of those four key numbers against Denver. And maybe Drew Locke comes back. So at this point, that's where we're at with the teaser. So to recap, our four spread picks, Chicago plus two and a half versus the Carolina Panthers, Houston plus three and a half versus the Tennessee Titans, Green Bay minus one versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Pittsburgh minus three and a half versus Cleveland. And our teasers, we're teasing Baltimore down to minus one and New England down to minus three and a half. Thank you so much for tuning into this video. I appreciate you all being here a ton. Be sure to check out the exclusive offer that is limited time only probably on Monkey Knife Fight link down below, promo code Vetri. 
B-E-T-R-I, lets them know you came from me. Like and subscribe before you go. Check out all the other content on here. And if you're watching this video right now and you're still here, my second vlog just went up. So be sure to check out both of those. Going to be starting to do some weekly, maybe multi-weekly vlogs right now. So I appreciate you all being here in advance. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll see you in the next one. Best of luck this week. Good luck. Good luck.